0: So we're gonna we're just gonna go back. You mm-hmm. know, we talked about elementary school. We're playing, you know, basketball, yeah. um, recess or whatever. And you know, you brought up that uh, pretty much I was like the only girl out there, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just like, you know, like a tomboy, and yeah. I saw nothing wrong with it, like yeah. you know.
1: Well, honestly, like I'd, let me be a hundred percent honest with you. I didn't even know that you were a girl for mm-hmm. so, for a minute, for a good minute, mm-hmm. you know, and then uh i think i think something happened oh we had like a competition or a field day yeah. in fourth grade remember when we used to have field days mm-hmm. and then they had like certain boys on certain teams certain girls on certain team and when i saw that you was on the girl squad i'm I asked the question they're like no that's a girl i'm like mm-hmm. no it's not a girl i'm like she's, like she's like dominates on the basketball court it's mm-hmm. not a girl and from that let me not jump too far ahead of us yeah. but um Like, with that, it just made me accept, I'm not going to say women, because I was a kid. I was a baby. I was in fourth, fifth grade. Right. But it made me accept girls, Mm -hmm. you know, and and how they can dominate, like, certain things. But Mm -hmm. just watching you on the basketball court as a kid, as a a, a little kid, you Mm -hmm. know, fourth, fifth grade... Um, it just told me and it just, it just already, I already had it input in my, in in my mental in my, my brain that you were going to be something special, Mm
0: -hmm. you know, when
1: it came to that basketball, Mm -hmm. you knew what you were doing at a, at, at a young age. That's just pretty much how, like, I just felt when it came to you
0: on, you know, that basketball court, you were just very dominant. I can remember if
1: not, you had a teacher named Doctor Bros, yeah, and I had a teacher named Mr. Wilson,
0: uh-huh.
1: and um, I think the first time I actually saw you or met you, you were like cooking on the basketball court, and I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't even know that you were I didn't even know that it was possible for a girl mm-hmm. to do what you were doing on the basketball court, yeah, but that's pretty much how. I met you or saw you.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Like, so <coughs> we went to Pointer Ridge, Benjamin Tasker, right? Oh
1: man, then you <laughs> go ahead. Go
0: ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Like Benjamin Tasker, all I remember is like, like basketball was you know a big deal there and yeah. like we went to the championship yeah. two years in a row we lost but yeah. <laughs> we went twice
1: you all got there
0: yeah oh um, and, and,
1: like and you all were like the record was just better than the guys record
0: yeah you know? we were just we were just good yeah. every year but like yeah. t- talk about that experience like we come like being from pg county pretty much like
1: well i mean honestly i, I feel as though sports we feel as though like our like sports was our way out mm. you know and and i can honestly say prince George's county or like the dmv area mm-hmm. have like the best yeah. ball players overall no, you agree. know especially when it comes to basketball
0: right
1: excuse me so um i just felt like that was re- like really important to us and like really a highlighted thing to us in our lives so even even in uh elementary school when we were in point of ridge we played like a game of five on five, or even if if it wasn't uh, enough people, would play, like five on four or so. Yeah. And just everybody would just come on the court with like their best talent or their best skills, etc. Right. Even in Benjamin Tasker, like you just knew who were who was going to be on the basketball team, who right. wasn't going to be on the basketball team, who was going to be on a basketball court right. and like open gym or gym class or whatever. It's yeah. crazy. So like I mean even today like how do you feel like like what goes through your mind when some girls like you can see them being you know feminists or whatever Mm -hmm. you know how do you really take that in in life like even when you were a a child Mm -hmm. how do you really handle that as a as a person um when you know people normally ask is that your son or hey is that your brother or etc you know how did you really handle that
0: as a child, honestly, you know, at first, like, you you took it, you take it hard. Because yeah. it's like, you know, you're still trying to find figure yourself out. So it's like, dad, like, you know, another person, you know, says I look like a boy. Yeah. And then it's like, as you start to find yourself, it's like, yeah, I'm a girl. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. as a child, it was very hurtful because, like, you you don't even know yourself yet. So yeah. you already getting prejudged by the world. Mm. So it was it was hard at first, but I think I got better as I got older
1: let me ask you something um so you played for george georgetown Mm -hmm. then you went to george mason Mm -hmm. to ball why did you have to transfer why did you transfer from georgetown to to george mason because uh, of course georgetown's a way better school than mason
0: right
1: so ask me why you transferred or whatever
0: so when i was at georgetown like everything was cool in the beginning like you know, I was doing well basketball-wise. The school's dope. Um, like I was, I was playing. I was getting good, good amount of playing time. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I think I had like one bad game. Yeah. Like we played. I remember we played against DuPaul, and mm-hmm. I like started. I was the only freshman that I was starting, and I like didn't score. And like one of my like jobs was to score. Mm-hmm. You know, or you have to do something. Yeah. Um. And I had like zero points yeah. and I played like 20 minutes uh-huh. and I remember after that game like the next practice um, You know when you're in practice like you had the practice team and then you have the starters mm-hmm. and I was in the practice team that That day and I yeah. was like whoa like and, you know, that's tough. Like yeah. everybody's looking like <laughs> yeah. I went from blue to gray Yeah, and then uh, it was just like that it was consistent for the rest of the, half of the season uh-huh. And I was I was just trying to, like, fighting, like, pretty much fighting for minutes, like, whatever I could do. Sometimes I would get in, i play for two, three minutes. Some games I will get in, i will play 10, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was, like, hit or miss. Um, and then after that season, um, it wasn't, like, the best season, so I was like, all right, whatever. I'm going to just work hard and, you know, try to do better next season. Yeah. Um, and then we got a new coach. So the coach I came in with, she left. Um, she went to Auburn University. And then, pretty much, the assistant coach moved up to the head coach. Mm-hmm. After that, it just didn't go well. And I'm gonna be honest, um, you know, growing up, you know, my my parents were um, always very, very very, very like um, involved mm-hmm. in my basketball career. Yeah. And um, you know, my dad was very, very like a, a huge advocate for me, mm-hmm. and it's helped me out a lot. Yeah. Um, but as I got into college. Um, I had to deal with you know the coaches, um, and you know, and my dad getting into getting into my coaches, mm-hmm. um, and at that point I knew I needed to, I needed a fresh start, and I needed to go to a whole other school and pretty much take control over, mm-hmm. over my career, um, because I felt like I didn't have control over it, so that was that was a big reason why, um, and yeah. It was just a lot. It was it was a lot of things going on that I didn't have control over.
1: I mean, I feel like, you know, everything. Well, of course, everything happens for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. you get knocked down to learn how to not get knocked down, Mm -hmm. you know. And after, you know, the trials and tribulations from Georgetown, you were the star at Mason, Mm -hmm. you know, star player winning championships.
0: No, we didn't win any championships. <laughs> we uh, we were when I first got there, we were at the bottom of the league. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and you took you all to almost the top.
0: We ended up being competitive, and yeah. we were in basically in the middle of the league. Yeah. So we went from. Oh, second that's a to big last. difference,
1: especially in, in, in basketball. For sure. Yeah. D one sure. basketball. Yeah. D one basketball. You yeah. know, but so from Georgetown all the way up until when you got when you were playing overseas basketball, you were the star there, correct? Yeah. You know, so it, it's just like, I just feel as though, like, the lesson you learn from there is just to never stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got knocked down. I'm pretty sure, like, you didn't even know how to register that. You know?
0: Like, I never thought I was going to register. Like, mm-hmm. never that never crossed my mind. I don't even know what red shirt was.
1: I don't even know what red shirt is. So, for <laughs> people like me and you know, that's out here, out there watching this, what is red shirt? So,
0: red shirt is pretty much you just sit out if you transfer, you have to sit out for a year. Mm-hmm. Say, like, after what I did after my freshman year, mm-hmm. I just sit out for a year, and all I can do was practice, but I couldn't travel, couldn't play yeah. any games. Yeah. So, it's like I legit, like, was just a practice just player. There. Yeah. But it was, like, one of the best things that happened to me because I was, for the first time, a regular student. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to, like, you know, enjoy being in practice. And it wasn't stressful. It was just yeah. like, all right, we focus on offense and, like, play a little defense. So that mm-hmm. was it. Yeah. Um, and then I got to do more on campus and stuff. So um, it was, like, one of the best things that happened to me. But it was definitely really challenging because Mm -hmm. like I had so many withdrawals like yo I'm not playing like any games right now like it's crazy
1: if it's any type of advice you know that you can give to people who you know may look up to you want to be you Mm -hmm. or you know even following your footsteps or footsteps that's you know that you've taken what would it be
0: um I I would tell them honestly like at the end of the day you got to do what's best for you like like I said you gotta whatever dream you have in your in your heart like it may may seem far off, It may seem like it's not not possible. But like, if you if you know that's what you want to do, go for it. Like, it, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Like, people are going to try people are going to try to tell you what to do and not to do. But at the end of the day, like you you know what you deep down want to do. So like, just go after it, regardless of the situation or circumstances.
1: That's dope. Yeah, it's really dope. If there's anything that you can take away or change that happened to you in, you know, Georgetown, Mason or even playing overseas, what would that be?
0: Oh man, that's a good question. Um I would say when I when I came out of college two thousand sixteen from George Mason, mm-hmm. um, I wish I was a little more patient. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so like eager, I was so ready to go overseas, like I really didn't give myself um, the opportunity to be like, you know what, I can either go here or right. I can go here. I legit was like, you know, whatever call comes in, I'm gonna make the best of it, and I'm gonna go, and that's what happened with Iceland. I got that call, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'm gonna be real with you. I was basically on a, a two week trial, that yeah. was in my contract, and like, if. I didn't make that trial. Like I would have came back home in two weeks. Yeah. So the fact like I made it past that, like I just had this like cockiness about me. Be honest, like this arrogant. Like man, forget that trial. Yeah. I didn't even know like in, in contracts, like if you like, I didn't deserve. I'm not a, a trial player. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. I was like, yo, that shouldn't even be in there. Yeah. But that that's how it is on the pro level. So I feel like if I waited and I found like maybe a better opportunity where that wasn't in there or like maybe a better opportunity where you know what i got to experience in australia or in luxembourg was like yo like i pretty much went for the bare minimum kind of you know yeah. what i'm saying like but i didn't know i was just i was just ready to go